0: Welcome back to Paranormal Activities. Hey guys, like I said, welcome back to Paranormal Axe Activities with your host, Ben Axe. I do apologize for the lengthy time between episodes here. It's only been like, what, six months or so? But hey, life happens. You know, started a new job around August. Got COVID in uh, November. That was not fun. And uh, ever since then, I've been coughing, sore throat, you know, the good stuff. But I'm finally back at almost 100%, and I can actually speak without having a sore throat so I'm excited and let's just get right into it guys so again welcome back to Paranormal Activities and hopefully we can keep this going I do have a trip planned next month uh we Danae and I my wife who you guys may have r- remembered from previous episodes if you haven't if you don't know go back and listen they're awesome But yeah so we are planning a trip to Louisville Kentucky and we're going to go to the Waverly Hills Sanitarium and spend a few hours there I've been there once before a couple years ago well I say a couple it was like 13 years ago uh so this is going to be a a basically a brand new experience and I'm excited we're going to do a little little ghost tour there for a few hours and um, I'm pumped so that will be an episode that we discuss here in just over a month so be on the lookout for that episode when it does come out but this week's this week's is all about the Mansfield Prison, or I should say the Ohio State Reformatory located in Mansfield, Ohio. Uh, Denai and I, we went there yesterday, only there for about two hours or so. Uh, we did uh, a self-guided tour throughout the building. It was our second time being there. We, we were there, I believe, back in 2018. Um, in 2018, didn't have any experiences, nothing ghostly. It was all daytime. It was kind of a neat thing to do. Yesterday it was awesome in the daytime, but this time we did. We had two things actually happen. Like two physical things actually happen. And then lots lots of feelings this time. I don't know what the difference was uh, between the first trip and, and last night. I mean other than four years apart, but it was definitely a different experience yesterday. And so we're going to get all into that. I'm going to tell you guys my experiences from yesterday. And also we'll talk about, you know, some other people's experience in the Ohio State Reformatory. Uh, so let's just get right into it, guys. What do you think? I'm excited to be back. This feels like I should, you know, it just feels like I never took a break. It's crazy. All right. But for those of you who don't know, Ohio State Reformatory, let's um, say prison that's in Mansfield it was most, I would say, known for being the filming location for the Shawshank Redemption, which the tour lets you know. <laughs> they remind you of that fact very much so. Um, you know, it's a good movie. It's a classic movie, absolutely. Uh, but one of my least favorite things about about the tour of the, of the Reformatory is that. It's very, look at these movie props, which I get. You know, it's a very popular movie. People come from all over the country and world that I saw yesterday, uh, you know, for that kind of stuff. So, and me being a movie buff myself, it was pretty cool to see some of the things that they still had on location and, you know, how they filmed some of those scenes. It was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, but, yeah, also, those of you, who, this is not as known, so those of you who don't know, a couple of scenes in Air Force One was also filmed there. The scenes where Riddick is in prison and uh, he walks through the prison cells and all that. That's all filmed at the Reformatory. And the escape plan, I think, 3, was, was, uh, was filmed there with Sylvester Stallone, I believe, and Dave Batista. So that's exciting. I've never seen it. Um, not my thing, I guess, but whatever. And I just learned this yesterday. This is, uh, probably the saddest fact that I learned, and that includes the murders and deaths of the building. But I learned that little Wayne filmed a music video there. Don't remember the details. Don't remember the song. Don't remember the year. But he filmed a music video there and painted like everything inside the cell block gold, including the toilet. And I did see that cell block and it made me like sad. I'm like, that's how you piss off a ghost right there. <laughs> like, to me, that felt a little disrespectful, but I mean, it's they film movies there. So, how was doing that any different? I guess, but I don't know. I didn't like it, it was dumb. Uh, but yeah, so let's just get right into it, guys. So uh, the Mansfield Prison, for those of you who don't know, also known as the Ohio State Reformatory, is believed to be one of the most haunted prisons in the United States, uh, which makes sense because of, you know, how old it is and everything that went down there. And so let's just do some some facts behind the prison before we get into the stories. Uh, but it was originally designed in 1886 by architect Levy T. Scott, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. And he took his inspiration from German castles, which is definitely believable looking at the building like it's not epically tall, but it does look very castle like gothic maybe, but very very much like a castle or an old school high school <laughs> either way um but yeah, so it was actually originally built and it was built for that design to help uplift the inmate' spirits, apparently, it's supposed to be for a very spiritual Uplifting was the original idea, and kind of a fun fact was that the first one hundred and fifty inmates moved in in uh, September of eighteen ninety six they moved into the building before it was completed before it was completely done, and the prison wasn't actually completed until nineteen nineteen a sort of a math that is twenty five years or so um they you know I could be wrong, don't make fun of me for my math skills um or my lack of I should say, but yeah, so they had people living there for that many years without the building even being completed, which is kind of interesting, I thought. And they had 600 jail cells that were up to six feet high, which, you know, on the outside looking in, it's definitely a beast of a building. But when you actually walk into the cell blocks and you can look up and you walk down the rows, it feels endless. Just walking down up and down and these cells are so tiny so i mean it, it you know for never really being in a prison other than this one i don't really have a, you know i can't really experience other buildings i guess but this just seemed like an endless rose and just imagining the inmates being there it's like wow that's pretty wild and the prison was originally built to house young young males who were serving time for their first defense and it was supposed to enhance their spirit spiritual spirituality if i can speak and teach some useful skills as well so it really was a reformatory trying to reform these people um but you know things happened and it wasn't before so basically what had happened was there was a growing demand for prison space and they said hey let's use that building and it became known for more hardened criminals and they started transporting hardened criminals into the prison so not just, you know, young males first event offenders, but hardcore offenders as well. And because of this, overcrowding became a thing very quickly. And this is what's kind of sad, in my opinion, too, just looking at these cells in person. And I got, you know, plenty of photos. Didn't see any ghosts in them, but cells that are made for one person began holding up to three people. Which is nuts. Like, you know, I have a hard time being in the bedroom with my wife sometimes. So I couldn't imagine being in a small cell with two other labeled hardened criminals. You know what I mean? So definitely something to think about when you're walking through. And then another sad fact is that after that happened, when they started putting, you know, the the worst criminals in the prison, it went away from the reformatory part of it and went towards punishment. And I think this is probably kind of what triggered... Some of the paranormal stuff that comes later because punishment torture definitely lots of emotions that can kind of create a a trapped spirit if that makes sense to some of you guys and some of these tortures included water hoses which i assume is just you know getting sprayed down with with hoses which it's kind of screwed up a sweat box reserved for non-white inmates, which is also kind of sickening. And electro-torture, known as the butterfly. Um, you know, I feel like I saw that in Taken once. And then also, as most prisons have, that you've all seen in movies, I'm sure, The Hole. Uh, the Hole was a small, bare, solitary confinement cell where many a prisoner went insane. Uh, So apparently, you know, I couldn't imagine being shoved into a small cell with no lights and no contact for a long, long time. Um, That would definitely make anybody insane, in my opinion, and definitely be the fuel to create some kind of of stagnant energy that doesn't leave. Um, But that being said, torture wasn't the only trial that inmates had to face. Uh, They were subjected to extreme violence from other inmates and, of course, the staff as well. Uh, the food was terrible, I'm sure. And even, you know, being in this building, I was like, how, one, how could it be warm? There, there was, like, central air units that I saw, but how could it be warm? You know, like, in the administration part of the building and where, like, the warden and his family lived, I could believe those rooms are probably easy to keep warm, you know, especially, you know, back in back in the day. But when you're actually in the prison blocks, it's just concrete metal, and, like, the windows are right there. So, like, in the summertime, I would imagine it would be very, very hot with stagnant air. And in the wintertime, freezing cold. And, you know, we were there yesterday, and it was very cold outside. It was very cold in the prison. But that being said, obviously, it's not going to be heated now. And I'm um, So, I don't know. It was very, very cold and very weird to be in in the middle of winter. Um. So, I'm not, yeah, it was just – it was pretty – a pretty wild experience just to, to see that. And so there were probably these these guys are probably always uncomfortable you know in these cells. But to be fair, you know it is a prison, they are criminals. I'm not, you know, saying I felt sorry for them because prisoners do need to go to prison or you know criminals do need to go to prison if they're especially hardened criminals hurting the outside public. Um but you know for the for the guys that you know the 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 petty stuff it's just kind of sad to see, well, sad to see anybody get tortured. You guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, obviously it wasn't just the torture that was bad for them, but just the environments of the prison anyway. And also, you know, the violence, like I mentioned, from from the other inmates fighting all of the time, staff and inmates. The food was apparently pretty rough. It was very hard to keep sanitized. Uh, there are rat infestations in every wing, along with cockroaches as well. And a lot of prisoners were murdered. I don't have those numbers. I do know that right around 200 people died at the prison. And that's prisoners. That's not prisoners. So I'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, but right around 200 people died at the prison. Some were murdered from other inmates. Some was from suicide. And some was from infectious diseases. You know, you get pneumonia, especially back in those days. You're going to succumb to that. Um, you know, the medical treatment wasn't that great either. And I actually spent some time yesterday in the informatory. And I tell you, you know, we talk about feelings. I know it's not the most fun thing to talk about when it comes to paranormal because you want to hear, like, the the physical stuff. But when it comes to the feelings, you know, we talked about what I and Nate can kind of do and feel and, and that kind of stuff. The informatory was was dark, in my opinion. And the shower room in the, I believe, the East Wing Was also very dark it was very weird to be in those two areas out of everything else those are the two rooms that stand out and it will get to why that is here in just a little bit Uh, but because of everything that i just brought up in 1978 the council for human dignity filed a lawsuit claiming that the conditions in the prison were both brutal and inhumane and a federal court decision was made to close the prison by 86 1986 uh, but they actually didn't close until 1960. Um, and there actually is a prison built right next door and it's prohibited to take pictures out the windows of that side of the prison that faces that prison the new prison it's not allowed to take pictures because they don't want you taking pictures of you know people who live there as it's very disrespectful Um, and it's not you know it's not a fucking zoo (laughs) it's a prison let the prison do the prison things and you know keep us doing our things with that being said, in 1995, the Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society was established, and their goal was to restore the prison and basically, you know, make it what it is today. And they added a new museum that was set up within the prison, and they, they, you know, they do regular tours. They do basically it's kind of a neat thing because you can go there, you can do your self guided tour, which is what Danae and I did. And if you do that, you can also get a little baton that you can. Use and it will tell you information about each wing. They have little plaques set up with numbers so you can kind of scan that, and then it'll tell you what's going on with that part of the of the building. Or you can do you know guided tours with with volunteers who do tours through there, and it's pretty 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 interesting. I didn't do I've never gone a real a real tour there, so I'm sure I don't know a lot of facts about the building. Um, but you know it is what it is. It wasn't my intention to learn everything about it. It was just my intention to go there and kind of get. feel the place and it's like I mentioned already it's most notably known for the Shawshank Redemption which is which is cool but let's get to the the good stuff let's get to the ghosts of the Mansfield prison um and like I said going through there it was dark uh some places I didn't feel anything but the informatory I felt something the shower room in i believe it was the east wing because there's the east and the west i think it was the east wing that we felt weird in in the west shower room we went in didn't feel anything so it's just you know weird how that works but that is not where my experiences happened i had two things happen Well, today and i both had two things happen both happened right outside the chapel (laughs) and funny enough the chapel is one of the apparently most haunted rooms in, in the prison. So according to reports, the chapel is the most active in terms of paranormal activity. And it's thought to be the central point of the hauntings, which I could kind of see because when you're in the chapel, it, I'm not sure how it is, you know, per the blueprints of the building, but it does kind of feel like you're in the center of everything. you can look through a hole, you see one of the sub blocks on the other side, same thing. So it does kind of feel like you're in the center of you know of the activity of the energy of the building and it's one of the first places that we visited in the building as well when it comes to the tour itself we after the administration part you see all of the scenes where they filmed the Shawshank you know administration part with the with the ward and all that then you hit the chapel it didn't hit the cell blocks and the reason that they kind of consider this to be the most haunted room or the central point of the hauntings is because before it was converted into the chapel, it was actually where the prisoners were executed. And I wish I looked that up, but I did not, but I'm not, So I'm not sure how many people were actually executed. Uh, but that's where the most visitors seem to capture strange light anomalies and photographs, lots of unexplained noises, lots of reports of spirits being seen in the doorways. And this, you know the thing where you see somebody looking at you, you look over and they're gone, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, they vanish right before, right before you turn. And I actually happened to speak to one of the tour guides that was in the room. He wasn't doing a tour. He was just kind of hanging out and you know, making sure nobody got lost. And, you know, Dana and I, he was in the chapel, and Danae and I went up there. And D- he started, you know, bullshitting with him. And he mentioned that he, I asked if he saw a ghost. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's I like, yeah, hey, I've seen lots of ghosts here. But he mentioned that the, the main one that he saw was right in the chapel, right by one of the, uh, Pillars that were that was there. He said he looked over and there was a prisoner, a dude in the old school uh, prison suit from the reformatory, standing there, solid. You know, not see through. He was a solid guy in the outfit standing there in front of that pillar, and then he just vanished. So he saw him, solid guy, and then he was gone. And you know, we've mentioned before in other episodes how that is some power to be a solid figure. So that was pretty creepy and i think this is a good point to tell my story because it did happen right outside the chapel actually before you went into the chapel so we were doing the tour and uh, just our own thing we were walking down the hallway and to the right was a room it's just a room i don't even know what the history of this room is to be honest with you but the tag did say it was the most haunted room in the building and this is right across from the chapel so you're in the hallway if you go right there's this room if you go left that brings you into the chapel so we went in that room you know felt weird but you know didn't really see anything just an empty room with a chair in it uh, but then we left that room and then instead of going to the left which is where the chapel is we went straight and uh, we went straight went down a little hallway and then into another room and then that room turned into multiple rooms with like a big median room if that makes sense and uh, we didn't know if we were really supposed to be in there or not. There was nothing blocking it, but the sign didn't say go that way because, like, the self-guided tour, you just follow the signs that says tour, follow that arrow. So the arrow told us to go left to the chapel. We went straight because there was nothing blocking us. Went into that room, you know, looking around. There was nothing, nothing in it. We went in all the little rooms that were attached to that big room, whatever. And then we went to go back, and as we went back to where we came from, the door was closed. And now, mind you, we did not close that door. It was opened, so we assumed that we could go in. We went in, did not touch anything. As we were coming back, the door was closed. I mean, it was closed tight. Like, it wasn't just, like, you know, leaned over or, or, you know, maybe a breeze caught it and it got closed. It was all the way closed. Like, I had to, like, pull hard to get it open. And, by the way, there was no door handle. It was an empty space hole, like where the handle used to be. So I had to, like, put my fingers in the hole and, like, really force this door open. It was nuts. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm thinking, like, one, (laughs) I'm breaking this door, this old old school 100-year-old door, trying to get out. And I pull it open, and it does open. And as I walk out, the, the guide who I mentioned earlier, who I talked to in the chapel, was walking down and, like, saw us as we were going in. Like, as we were coming out of that room, he was coming towards that room. He's like, what's up? You know, he, whatever. He's very, you know, very, very nice guy. I was like, oh, you know, how's it going? You know, blah, blah. We started talking. Then we started talking about the prison. He was kind of giving a like, little breakdown of the prison. Obviously, he was excited to talk about it because, you know, he's a volunteer there. And that's, his, you know, his thing. And so I'm talking to him. And I was like, so I have to ask, did you close that door? And he was like, no, 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 no. I, I just, I assumed that uh, a visitor closed it. That's why I was coming in to open it. And that's, you know, he was coming in and open it as we were coming out of it. And I was like, well, we didn't close that door. He was like, huh, (laughs) and kind of smiled. And, you know, that was pretty much the end of that. And then he continued, you know, we continued talking about the prison itself. He was giving us some, you know, some facts about it and stuff. And then I asked one more time, I was like, so seriously, you did not close that door? And he said, nope. Like, okay. (laughs) And uh, we continued the tour. And then we went into the chapel. He kind of went in after us and we started talking again. Um, But as we were, you know, we were kind of messing around, we heard a door slam shut this time. Like, right down the hallway. So Danae and I went back. This guy, the tour guide, was in the chapel. And the door slammed outside the chapel we had just come from. So I wanted to go see. You know, there was nobody else around, so Danae and I went back. We backtracked. And there was nobody around. And the door was still open. No idea what that door slamming was or where it came from but there was nobody else there and it was it was pretty pretty nuts the fact that that door closed i had to pry it open (laughs) and nobody was around and the tour guy claimed he did not close it i don't think he would lie because he was also a paranormal investigator and generally paranormal investigators you know you don't lie about that kind of stuff because it really hurts your credibility and you know if you like what you do you wouldn't lie just because it hurts what you believe in so yeah it was it was pretty nuts so that's the only two things that happened. You know, we got a door shut behind us. But I will say after that, we went to all the prison cells. And the guy did mention that don't close. If you do walk into a cell in one of the sublocks, don't close the doors because they will lock and they don't have keys to them. So they would call a locksmith and then they would, you know, you'd be charged a bunch of money to get out of that cell. And so I had like this weird feeling that because this door already closed once behind us, I'm going to get locked in one of these fucking cells (laughs) and, uh, and, uh, yeah, so I did go in some cells, took some pictures, but luckily nothing closed the cell behind me. So, so that was nice. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's my story. That's right outside the infirmary and I'm sorry, right outside the chapel is where we had some ghostly experiences yesterday. So if you do go to the Mansfield prison, be sure to check out the chapel, but next the infirmary. So clearly, you know, the infirmary is probably where most people passed away in, in the prison over the years that it was opened, mostly from illness and disease, as you, I'm sure you would imagine, and probably some, some torture, you know, side effects and that kind of stuff, um, and beatings, you know, fighting with other prisoners and guards. But uh, the claims that it was very comfortable for patients in the infirmary to go days without food and care for medical staff also caused some deaths. Uh, it was claimed that they were neglected. And because they were so weak from whatever sickness or illness they had, that other inmates would steal their food if no one else was around, so they would die from starvation and that kind of stuff in the infirmary. And just from that kind of sadness and sickness all in one place, this to cost some energy. And the first time that Dene and I went to the the Mansfield prison, we did not have the opportunity to go to the infirmary or anything on the first bottom floor, which is where the infirmary is. And because because we went in October, and they had like Halloween stuff set up, like Halloween houses set up down there. So we couldn't tour it because it was set up for other stuff. This is our first time in the infirmary, and I'm telling you. And honestly, guys, I didn't learn any of this stuff until I decided to do this episode today. So I went back and read up on it. So yesterday going in, I knew nothing about the infirmary. I knew nothing about the chapel. I didn't know, and obviously any people died there. That's where my knowledge really ended until today. So all of this happened, before I knew all of this stuff when we walked into the infirmary yesterday it was cold and I you know the whole building was cold because it's wintertime but you could feel just walking in from you know one part of the building into the infirmary man that temperature dropped a lot and the entire time we were walking through it and there's you know, there's multiple rooms you know there's the big main room and then multiple multiple side rooms it just felt weird and obviously I didn't you know I didn't see any ghost uh, but I would believe we're gonna go back and do a real ghost hunt uh, probably this the same year, and that's where I'm going to spend some time because man, it was it was not a good place to be in. Um, but that being said, the most paranormal activity that happens there is explained as gust of winds because you did hear that a lot yesterday. And actually, Danae was like, "What is that? Is that sirens from the other prison?" I was like, "No, it's it's wind because it's just how how it moves through there." But uh, there's a lot of moaning heard through there apparently as well. Um, so I don't know, but that's that's where the party is, in my opinion, when it comes to to sad ghosts, if if that makes sense. And apparently, the library is also said to be haunted. And I saw this. And I was trying to think back yesterday. I don't remember walking through the library. I'm not sure if we saw the library or not. To be honest, I want to say no because I feel like I would have seen, I would remember that. Uh, but apparently, the, the but apparently, it is haunted. But the fun part is, it's not haunted by an inmate. So apparently, psychics who have visited in the past have suggested that the spirit that haunts the library is a young girl named Helen, and the records show that that could be a ghost of a former prison nurse who was murdered by inmates, you know, years and years ago. So that's sad, if that's true, if you're stuck in a library after being murdered in your place of employment. Um, And then the next most haunted area of the building, and this is not a you know a surprise answer but the basement the basement of the prison is said to be home to one particular spirit a 14 year old boy who was beaten to death down there and, and uh, this doesn't say if he was beaten by a guard by a prisoner This says he was beaten and he is seen lingering in the shadows of the basement with some frequency so apparently he's seen often in the basement and i did not go in the basement yesterday i'm not sure if it was closed off or you know, what why we couldn't go down there but we did not have the opportunity to go to the basement but it's also said on some occasions that there have been reports of a guard in the basement, and he is said to give off some very sinister vibes, suggesting that he is one of the bad ghosts that are said to be to haunt the prison. So yeah, and then another big part of the, of the haunted rooms is, as I mentioned earlier, the hole, which is, again, where you'd be put if you were not behaving. <laughs> if you were being a bad person, they would throw you, throw you in the hole. And the hole was located to be in the basement of the prison. and was considered to be the ultimate, ultimate punishment for disobedient inmates. And the, the cells were completely barren. And they had, like I mentioned earlier, rats and cockroaches. And when placed in the hole, prisoners were cut off from others and deprived of light. And this led to them being driven insane, which I'm sure would happen to me as well. Many of the inmates put here ended up taking their own lives. And there are 20 tiny cells in the hole, and it's considered to be one of the most creepy areas of the prison. And the people who have gone down there describe that as negative bouts of nausea, chills, general uneasiness, and they feel like they're being watched from the shadows. Others have heard deranged babbling, disembodied moans, and just weird, unsettling sounds. And, you know, obviously... Not a fun place to be. <laughs> I did not have the opportunity to to go in this in the hole, as is in the basement. Like I said, we did not get to go to the basement. Um, but so kind of going back to what that said, the unsettling sounds I didn't really hear other than the bang of the door while we were, you know, going to the chapel. But uneasiness I had in two rooms, the east shower room, and the informatory and and Danae mentioned you know we've talked about her what she can do and while we were in the shower room we were both like this is this is weird you know it's just you walk in it's very big and it's just you know a shower a, you know a pipe with shower spouts on each side and basically the inmates would just line up and get a big communal shower and as I'm talking, I have, as I'm bringing this up, which is kind of funny, guys, I have my EMF meter on, as I always do for every episode, well, most episodes. As I brought up that shower room right now. It started to go off. So that's interesting. Hopefully nothing came back with us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we were just walking through it. Just us. You know, we did see some other people doing the self-guided tour as well. But, you know, this room was just us. And it was just like, this just feels weird. And then it was like, they're telling me Look what they did. Look what they did to us. Is what she kept bringing up. You know, I'm thinking, well, it's a shower room. You all got a shower. That's what they would do. But I felt like, you know, with her hearing that, something bad happened in that room. Probably a lot, you know, between the fightings and, and other stuff. Definitely not a not a phone room to be in. And I feel like, you know, doing a paranormal paranormal investigation in that room, I feel you'd get some hits. <laughs> and then in the informatory... You know, I didn't really get as, I just, I just felt cold in that room. And it was more of, I felt like I was being watched more than anything. Like that room, I just, I could feel eyes on me, which is weird. You know, I was even looking around for cameras in that room. So like, I feel like I'm being watched. I know I'm being watched. I was looking around for cameras and I'm sure they have cameras all over this building. But I was looking to see, cause if I could see a camera, I won't feel as uneasy. Cause like I got you know, it was just like, I, I started feeling frantic because I felt like I was being watched just in the informatory. So it was weird. Uh, definitely, definitely an interesting place to visit. Um, and, you know, some some other places that are haunted, apparently the graveyard that's that's near there, haunted, which sure, it's a graveyard, it's going to be. <laughs> and the West Attic apparently has, uh, has some things happen. It doesn't really say it while I'm looking at here what those are, but I will say that guy yesterday, he also mentioned the attic. He's like, the attic is pretty haunted. You ever been in there? I was like, no, you showed me, you can't go in there now. I'm, I don't know if you can ever or not, but he asked me if I was in there. I said no. And then he showed me a door that goes to it, so I looked through the window. I'm like, oh, man, it's it's tiny. I'm like, well, you know, it's not. I'm like, well, okay, you know more than I do, I guess. But it was short, and if I did get, get to go in there, I'd have to hunker down because I'm six foot two. But apparently that is some haunted things in there, and he mentioned that people who do, do go in there hear footsteps all around them, which, you know, it could be Floors from, you know that that the way sound travels. I don't know, but it was it was definitely a a wild place to be, and I do I do want to go back, and we are going to do a you know ghost tour here soon. See some of these shadow people because apparently shadow people is another big thing that you do see there. I did not see any shadow people yesterday, but at Waverly Hills back in two thousand and nine, I saw a lot of shadow people, so I know what to look for, and we're definitely going to go back to the Mansfield Prison and do a. Full-blown ghost investigation, and when we do, we will definitely post that here. Um, but one, one more, one more last thing before we get going here is the administration wing is also a pretty big haunted place, and this is where the tour begins and where the tour ends. Um, I didn't see anything, but that being said, that place is kind of newer. It feels newer anyway. It's kept up because where everybody works. And it's not cold. They have have good heat there. Uh, But, yeah, I didn't see any ghosts in the administration wing. But apparently it's a hot spot and it's haunted by two pretty big figures, you know, in the history of the prison. Apparently, Arthur Glack, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, which I'm probably not, was the superintendent uh, in 1935. And his goal was to improve the, the bad conditions of the prison. And he lived in the administration wing with his wife, Helen. In 1950, Helen was apparently looking for something in a closet when she knocked a gun off a shelf. That gun accidentally went off, shot her in the chest, and she died three days later uh, from pneumonia, actually. She apparently got pneumonia while she was battling for her life with a gunshot and died. Uh, And then her husband... Arthur died in February of 1959. He kept working throughout, you know, after she died, he kept working until February of 59 when he suffered a heart attack. Uh, But it's said that they both haunt the administration wing and they are both said to be friendly. So, you know, I'm glad they're friendly. Uh, my, My question, you know, and this is impossible to answer, but something that I think about when it comes to places like this. You know, we have prisoner ghosts. We probably have guard ghosts and we have these superintendent ghosts or these spirits who are lingering around. Can they see each other? Can they communicate with each other? Like, I just wanna know how that works. And clearly nobody here is gonna know that answer. Uh, But it's something I think about, just walking through the the building. Like, you know, if there's a, a spirit here and there's a spirit here, do they see each other? Can they communicate? Like, would the rules that apply to them in life still apply in spirit form? You know what I mean? Like, would the superintendent still have, you know, power over a prisoner? Or would a guard still have power over a prisoner? Or would the superintendent have power over the guard still? <laughs> you know, and I feel like that's a question that doesn't get answered a lot. And people probably think it may be silly. But I'm genuinely curious how how that would work. You know, I believe in the ghost. So I want to know how the rules apply or what rules there are. There's going to be. In any kind of life, there is a set of rules you have to go by. I just want to know what those rules are. And, you know, that goes for every big place that is that is known for spirits. You know, because if you're in a house that's haunted by a ghost, well, those rules you don't think about because it's just a spirit hanging out in this house by yourself. But in a prison or a hospital or, you know, a house that has a lot of spirits, how does it work? I, I want to know. And I'm going to make it a goal to, you know, maybe get some answers you know, one of these days. So uh, we'll see what happens. But that is going to wrap up my returning episode of Paranormal Activities. My throat is starting to go out, as you guys can probably tell. Uh, so thank you guys so much uh, for waiting for me. And thank you so much for coming back and listening to this. And we're going to have more. You know, I'm back. I'm back in the game here. This is my my return episode. And it's not a one-time thing. So I'm excited to be back. I've been waiting all week to do this. And I finally got to And it feels great, guys. So thank you so much for for hanging out with me today. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you liked it, tell your friends. I'd love to, you know, expand a little bit. So tell your friends, tell your family. If you like the ghost stuff, if you have any any stories you'd love to share on my show, let me know. You can come on. We can talk about it, have a conversation. If you're kind of shy, you don't want to talk, write it to me. You know, let's, you know, write me an email, write me whatever, and I'll read off your story on the show. I would just love to hear everybody's experiences. Because that's the goal is to get all the stories, figure out what's going on, you know, and kind of, you know, it's kind of like detective work. You get everybody's stories, you compare what's similar, what's not, and we can really figure out, you know, what's going on the other side and educate, educate ourselves on how to be better when it comes to, you know, dealing with the paranormal. Because there was a respect factor as well. But hey, yeah, guys, I'd love to share your stories. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Paranormal Activities, AXE Activities. And my email address, as always, is podcast at gmail.com. Axe with an E, A-X-E. Paranormalaxpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, that's all I got. So until next time, let's continue to learn about the paranormal together.